Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This morning, bracing for impact. All lies on the Reserve Bank as experts predict an interest rate hike. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson waits to learn his fate, faced with a no-confidence vote. Our PM makes a pact with Indonesia on trade, security and China. A manhunt underway on the Gold Coast after shots were fired at a police station. And the Maroons touch down in enemy territory as the countdown to state of origin begins. This is 7 News with Jody Spears. Good morning. All eyes are on the Reserve Bank with an announcement on a rate rise expected within hours. The official cash rate, which sits at 0.35%, is widely expected to be lifted when the board hands down its interest rate decision. Economists say the RBA could move to lift rates by more than 25 basis points to help combat soaring inflation. But it would signal more strain for the household budget with cost of living pressures weighing heavy. British Prime Minister Boris Johnson is in the battle of his political life as he faces a no-confidence vote in his leadership. Let's go live to Europe Bureau Chief Hugh Whitfeld at Number 10 Downing Street. Good morning, Hugh. What are his chances of surviving the vote? Well, Jody, I think most pundits expect Boris Johnson to survive this vote, but that doesn't mean he survives very long as Prime Minister. Most of the commentary were fairly confident at the start of the day. That may have ebbed away, though, as the hours have gone on, because it's a pretty hard-to-read contest. Uh, this is not just one faction within the Conservative Party that are calling for this vote of no confidence. It is a broad cross-section of MPs. This has been building for months. Much of it, of course, relates to the party game scandal, the illegal parties held during lockdown here at Downing Street that Boris Johnson attended. It may not have been the crime that got him into trouble, but it certainly may have been the cover-up because he initially, when this scandal first broke, denied that any parties took place. So it's less about the policy and the politics of this government, more about his own character and conduct. Here is both sides of the argument. It's merely the end of the beginning. Uh, there will be a vote later on, the Prime Minister will win, and it will be business as normal. Bear in mind, it's only two and a half years ago that they got elected on his coattails. Leadership and integrity are absolutely central to the ministerial code. They are baked into it, they run through it like a stick of rock. So the and I'm, I'm afraid is that that means he's broken the ministerial code, and that means, as a result, um, that it's a resignation matter for any minister. 
There are 359 Conservative Party MPs. They've spent the last two hours voting in the Houses of Parliament, a secret ballot. In order to win, Boris Johnson needs to secure 180 uh, votes from those MPs. The question is, though, if he does win, by what extent does he win by? Will it be enough to continue on with his agenda and remain in power with the broad confidence of his party? He did address his MPs before they went to go and vote, basically saying now is not the time with a war in Europe and uh, the economy needing to recover from COVID here. Uh, he also said that they shouldn't essentially give in to the media when it comes to Partygate. The MPs are voting yes. There has been a snap poll among Britons. Constituents don't get a vote in this, of course. It says that more than 60% of people here want Boris Johnson to go. We should get a result in the next hour or so, Jodie. OK, Hubert Feld in London, thank you. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese is pledging stronger ties with Indonesia in a move to bolster relations in the Indo-Pacific. Political editor Mark Riley is in Jakarta with the latest. Mark, the PM spent the evening talking trade. Yeah, Anthony Albanese addressed a fairly high-powered business dinner here in Jakarta overnight, including Indonesian and Australian business leaders. There's quite a team of CEOs travelling with the Australian Prime Minister here. There's about $18 billion in two-way trade between the countries, but in an economy of $1 trillion US trillion, that's a drop in the ocean, certainly less than a tenth of the trade that Indonesia does with China. So plenty of room for expansion and rich opportunities that Anthony Albanese was keen to underline. It will be by working with Indonesia that we most effectively tackle the many challenges we face in navigating the post-COVID global economic recovery. So that followed a very colourful and entertaining day at the Indonesian President's Palace where Joko Widodo treated Anthony Albanese to a personally guided bike tour of his expansive grounds on bamboo bikes. The two men also discussed very serious issues of regional concern, climate change, trade, also the presence of China and the way that it's trying to leverage its military and monetary might in the region to exert influence. And the Indonesian president was fairly clear that he wanted to use his relationship with Australia to try and uh, build some greater level of security for his country and for ours. And this morning at the Albanese is flying to South Sulawesi in eastern Indonesia. This is an archipelago of more than a thousand islands and that one is a large one. There's a lot of trade between Sulawesi and Australia, much of it in grain. We sell a lot of wheat there that is milled into flour. And Mr Albanese will be visiting a flour mill as well as giving a speech on foreign policy at a local university before heading back to Australia. His first stop there will be Darwin. Back to you. OK, Mark Riley in Jakarta, thank you. A Queensland teenager accused of hitting and killing a couple and their unborn baby will be sentenced today. The 18-year-old, who can't be identified, was allegedly behind the wheel of a four-wheel drive when he struck Catherine Ledbetter and Matthew Field in Brisbane on Australia Day last year. The prosecution has alleged he was affected by drugs and stole a car shortly before the crash. 
A manhunt is underway on the Gold Coast after a man shot at a police station. An officer and his family were inside when the shooter opened fire on the station at Arundel, but nobody was injured. Detectives are searching for the gunman and they're calling for witnesses to come forward. It's unclear whether the attack was random or if the officer was being targeted. Sydney's Crown Casino is still awaiting approval to open its gaming floors after a New South Wales Cabinet meeting. The casino's VIP gaming rooms have remained empty since they opened 18 months ago because Crown's owners were deemed unsuitable to hold a licence. If given the green light to resume operations, it's expected tough conditions would be imposed after the company was linked to organised crime. An official announcement is expected today. Public servants in New South Wales are pushing ahead with strikes later this week after learning just how much their pay packets will rise. From July, the wage cap lifts from 25 to 3% and potentially to 35 from next year, but still well below the rate of inflation. Healthcare workers are going to pocket a $3,000 thank you bonus if they worked through the pandemic. Unions have labelled it an insult. DNA bungles at Queensland's Forensics Laboratory have prompted the Premier to order a full commission of inquiry. Anastasia Palaszczuk made the call after meeting the family of murdered Mackay woman Shandy Blackburn. In her case, the lab failed to detect DNA from a pool of blood. Nothing short of a full, open and rigorous commission of inquiry can restore confidence in DNA testing in this state. Police are also reviewing hundreds of sexual assault cases due to problems with the lab. A Salvation Army officer has received 27 stitches to his head after he was viciously bashed at a retirement village in Perth South. Police allege two men attacked him at his unit, punching and kicking him before stealing his wallet and trying to flee in a stolen car. They've been charged with aggravated robbery and other offences and they'll face court next week. Google will pay hundreds of thousands of dollars in damages to the former Deputy Premier of New South Wales. A judge found the tech company facilitated and profited from the online harassment of John Barillaro by the YouTuber known as Friendly Geordies. Both he and Google have been referred for possible contempt of court charges. Long COVID is becoming a significant health and economic issue, but so far there are few treatment options. GPs say they're being inundated with patients still struggling with the virus months after testing positive. Angela Franzoni is living with long COVID. It's been exceptionally distressing, particularly the cognition, because um, I really don't know how permanent this is. I actually thought that I was going crazy. She could be one of hundreds of thousands. More than 7 million Australians have caught COVID. The latest research suggests at least one in 10 will develop long COVID. There are people who got COVID at the very beginning of the pandemic who still have long COVID nearly two and a half years in. The symptoms include problems concentrating, panic attacks, extreme fatigue, breathlessness. None of them are visible, unfortunately. Um, you can't see fatigue, you can't see the brain fog, um, you certainly can't see the racing heart. People coming in and asking, do I have long COVID, is starting to become increasingly common consult. And I think we're only seeing the tip of the iceberg of that condition. 
Inside the Alfred Hospital's long COVID clinic, patient numbers have been growing exponentially. This year alone we've managed already 200 patients. So the numbers are increasing. It's um, a great burden to patients um, and a great burden to our system as well. But with very few treatment options and GPs overstretched, researchers fear the illness is going undetected. We need to urgently set up surveillance programs and systems which will let us get a handle nationally on how many people are suffering from long COVID. Researchers are worried about the impact long COVID will have on the economy too, with so many workers needing to take extended periods of time off or reducing their hours. And as COVID infections grow by tens of thousands a day, it's not going to go away. It's coming. The numbers of infections we, we've had means that this is, you know, this is now unavoidable, so we have to prepare. If people don't take it seriously, then people suffer in silence. Christy Cooper, 7 News. Checking finance now, the Dow Jones is up 23 points, the Nasdaq up 51. In London, the FTSE added and Germany's DAX gained. Closer to home, Japan's Nikkei closed up, Hong Kong's Hang Seng up two. The All Lords down 39 points and the ASX 200 fell by 33. On the commodities market, gold is trading at 1,844 US dollars an ounce. Oil is 118 US dollars a barrel. The Aussie dollar buying 71.89 US cents, 94 Japanese yen and just over a dollar ten New Zealand. Tech giant Apple has unveiled the latest software update for all of its products, from iPhones to Apple Watches. Let's go live to US Bureau Chief Ashley Mullaney in the US. Good morning, Ash. There are a lot of new features. That's right. Good morning, Jody. Apple CEO Tim Cook unveiled these cha changes at his at the company's worldwide developers conference this morning uh, here in California. The biggest announcements were software changes to the iPhone, the iPad, uh, MacBook, and Watch. Um, Apple's added some new features that consumers were asking for, which will allow them to actually make changes, edit. Uh, text messages, recall text messages or leave them unread so you can go back and respond to them later. This was part of the, the announcement today. Oh, no worries, because now you can edit any message you just sent. So embarrassing typos can be a thing of the past. Second, have you ever wished you'd never sent that message at all? Well, good news. Now you have undo send. So you can immediately recall a recent misfire. Probably a bit of relief for some people when you send something you perhaps didn't mean to, but there's only a 15-minute window to actually make the change to your message. This is part of the new iOS 16 software that plans uh, Apple plans to launch in September. From next month, customers can get their hands on new MacBook Pros and MacBook, MacBook Airs. They are priced the same, they look the same, but there's some changes under the hood that means they will be faster and more powerful. Jody, Those changes sound very handy, Ash. Thank you. Elon Musk is threatening to scrap his $44 billion deal to buy Twitter. The billionaire has accused the social media giant of committing a material breach by refusing to provide enough information about the number of false users on the service. It's the clearest indication yet that the world's richest man is preparing to walk away from the takeover. South Korea and the US have fired eight surface-to-surface -surface missiles into the sea in a show of force to North Korea. South Korea says the tit-for-tat launch was a demonstration of Seoul's capability and readiness to carry out precision strikes against the North's command centres. 
The Rolling Stones have continued their 60th anniversary tour of Europe, playing to a sellout crowd in Munich. The ageing rockers took to the stage an hour late due to bad weather, but even heavy rain couldn't ruin the mood of the die-hard fans. The Stones will play in 13 European cities over the next two months. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. To Sport Now and Gold Coast's Lockie Weller will miss the rest of the AFL season. The defender ruptured his ACL against North Melbourne on Saturday and will need a knee reconstruction. Young Sydney forward Logan McDonald has been named the Round 12 Rising Star after his three-goal game against Melbourne. The Warriors will have a meeting today to decide coach Nathan Brown's future after he told the club that he won't commit to a long-term move to New Zealand. The NRL club are set to play their first game on the other side of the Tasman in over two years later this month. The Maroons have touched down in Sydney ahead of Origin 1, while the Blues debutantes received their new jerseys ahead of tomorrow's series opener. Rafael Nadal says he wouldn't have played any Grand Slam other than the French Open with his chronic foot injury. The Roland Garros champion revealed he needed numbing foot injections just to play each match. Nadal will soon have treatment on the injury but doesn't know if he'll play again. All the things that I had to do to, to play the event uh, makes the, the, the title uh, yeah, one of the most emotional and the specials. Nadal's 14-time French Open title takes him to 22 Grand Slam wins. That's two more than Novak Djokovic and Roger Federer. The NBA Finals are level one all. It was close and tense when Jalen Brown and Draymond Green tangled just before half-time. Then Steph Curry blitzed the Celtics in the third quarter. Warriors, Curry had 29. They head to Boston for Game 3 in the best of seven on Thursday. With just over five months to go until the World Cup, one of football's most controversial moments will be on full display in Qatar. A five-metre-tall bronze statue depicting Zinedine Zidane's infamous headbutt in the 2006 final will be reinstalled in Doha just in time for this year's tournament. The statue, titled Coup de Tête, was removed only days after being erected back in 2013 for promoting violence. Taking a look at the weather now, troughs and strong winds will bring showers and small hail to South Australia, Victoria and southern New South Wales. A trough will trigger rain and storms in Queensland. 
Around the capitals today, partly cloudy in Brisbane, heading for a top of 19 degrees. Mostly sunny, 17 the top in Sydney, a shower or two and a top of just 8 in Canberra. Showers and 11 in Melbourne, showers heading for 8 degrees in Hobart today, showers easing in Adelaide, 15 degrees, sunny and 21 in Perth and mostly sunny, 34 in Darwin.